0: at GreenLight.com slash ACAST.
1: Hey, you want to circle back and talk about what happened today? What are you talking about? My pants. That's what I'm talking about. Why would we talk about that? Because I don't think you actually know why I was mad.
2: What I thought coming here was that it would be a romantic getaway with our friends, but
1: I don't really feel
2: connected with the man I fell in love with. We're both burning at both ends. You messed up my pants, and the effort that you gave to fix it was very minimal. It's nimble. so
1: easy for you to always say, I've messed up some shit, isn't it? Your mentality is just, it's such a turn off, it really is. My is a turn off? You up my pants,
2: because
1: you don't know how to iron. I wish I would open this
0: damn damn door
1: so everyone can hear how the hell you talking to me right now. (sighs) If we don't fix this, we might not have a home to come back to. back to another episode of everyone's business but mine with me cara berry we're reaching we've reached rather the penultimate episode of what i'm hoping is season one of many seasons of summer house martha's vineyard join with me today to discuss this episode you know where you love her hi princess hi cara how are you girl Uh, you know what i'm okay i'm all right (laughs) i
2: did see Shanice's titties so yeah haven't we all at this point so but i survived and (laughs) i'm still here you want me to make you a t-shirt that says i survived (laughs) (laughs) no it's gonna be fine i just you know i don't want to talk about the trauma i just don't want to drag it around with me
1: (laughs) well before we get into martha's vineyard i wanted to briefly check in with you about where we're at with atlanta um (laughs) How are you feeling about the season overall? Are you kind of with every, well, the majority of people who are feeling like this is another flop season?
2: Yeah, you know, I am not really into the season. I think that what's happening on Atlanta is exactly what happened in New York and that uh, diehard fans had a hard time like admitting that there were three, four bad seasons. (laughs) You know what I mean? With like Mm -hmm. a few shiny spots. And that's what's going on with Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to know I'm not the only candy hater in the world because apparently Mar- What happens? Oh, you're back. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I I'm happy to know I'm not the only candy hater in the world because Marlo joined the you know the crew. But um, I am you not happy. You want to be season. on Marlo's team? I don't want to be on Marlo's team. Marlo came over here. I was okay. the only person that ever hated candy ever. And, and, yeah. so, and so Marlo was like, let me get on Princess's team. But I don't want you over here, Marlo, because the stuff you're talking about is not real. And
1: yeah, here's my issue with how Marlo is uh, behaving is her expectations get higher and higher the more <laughs> she talks to people about this. Yeah. Like we've gone from... I expected more just emotion out of Candy with regard to my uh, nephew being shot to flowers, to OLG was supposed to cater the whole funeral, to why hasn't Candy helped me get clemency? Why doesn't anybody help me get clemency? Why is Courtney the only person to do that? And I just, I feel like the, what Marlo expects from her friends or whatever are these like over the top grandiose actions that it's like okay well if you didn't get a you know a party platter worth of chicken wings then like I'm not your friend what no. is
2: what and I don't even want to say friends it's handy, and that's yeah. why I'm saying this isn't real this isn't a real thing um I think Atlanta would benefit greatly from breaking the fourth wall because Marlo is not mad at Candy about that. Marlo is upset because Marlo feels like the bottom rung bitch, just like Kenya called her. Mm -hmm. People (laughs) think that she's lucky to be there and she's been trying all this time. People think she's low class. People think, and I mean, she's been licking Candy's ass for years. Don't forget the, in Portia's punishment season, it's Marlo that made Portia cry because she was so busy being like, because Candy said nothing, and and Marlo was like, You did this and you did that, and you're welcome, Matt. It's too small for that house. And but, <laughs> like that, Marlo wants desperately for Kenya and Candy, especially, to think of her as the same-level housewife. And they're not going to, babe. They're not going to, they don't like you. Um, and also, I don't know that you're the same level. Uh, Marlo sh- she shined as a as a friend of you know what I mean yeah uh because we got small doses and she pop in do something pippy be like say something uh uh, give us a sound bite and be gone Mm -hmm. and it's very different because she's very unserious you know the reason I don't I don't like Kenya is for the most part she's unserious she's like she just says whatever on camera and then and then she's just off Like, she doesn't mean half of what she fucking says. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Marlo's exactly the same way. That's why when you get to reunion, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because you didn't mean it. You just came up here to say this shit about Candy. And I actually think this year is, she's less vicious. Although, I mean, we're like two episodes from her accusing Candy of creating gun violence in Atlanta. Like, she's (laughs) gonna say Candy has a gun at the reunion.
1: (laughs) She's acting like Candy had an event in the olg parking lot where she just gave guns to people and was like have at it guys
2: yeah and i'm like you're not gonna blame gun violence in atlanta on candy fucking burris she wasn't even in atlanta at the time so i know she wasn't the shooter so but that's why i'm not enjoying marlo because here's the thing the real thing you're mad at is this right now I mean, it's not true that Candy has not shared everything in her life. Candy, her first reunion, her fiance had been murdered, and she showed right. three anyway. Yeah. Candy's mama is terrible and she lets her go on camera all the fucking time. Okay. Candy's husband is short and she lets him get on camera all the time too. So Candy is given. All right. Yeah. What's going on is Candy doesn't have a reality show life right now. If she did, she would give it to us. Um I also think people that don't see here, I'm a defending candy. See, this is why I don't want you on my team, Marlo. This is why, but, um, I think a lot of people have not watched candy spinoffs because candy. Is
1: well, cost- that's clear. Cause she has so many of them and they only, you know, <laughs> they don't ever get past the second season. So yeah, Well,
2: I'll say this. The ones that she had with escape always oh, great numbers, true. but she would get in the fights about them. And then she wouldn't want to film them. That It wasn't that they wouldn't they wouldn't come back for another season. I think the yeah, restaurant- I mean,
1: Y'all please watch the SWB and, and Escape season two. You can just go to season two. It's so good. Yeah, it's, it's really so good.
2: And she gave there. She's talking about, she's talking about how she fucked Gerald Levert. She's over here. She's having real fucking fights on these. And so it's not that Candy doesn't want to give. I believe that she had it. She'd give it. She just doesn't have it.
1: And Marlo, like, she is equating different things. Like, she can't talk about an open case right now, especially one that is not hers. So, like, what do you, what is the expectation? Like, she's making Marlo's making all these like false equivalencies to fit her narrative. And I just don't think it exists. And I also feel like I really like, uh, felt what Candy was saying about how she emotionally moves differently after her brother was yeah, killed. Sure. Like I like she just like I have to be there. I have to show up in other ways. I can't be like overly emotional, but like I can help you. Like you know, this is just how I have to navigate through the world. Um and also
2: they're not friends. Let's let's do that. They're not friends.
1: But I also think that they were I think no. Candy, I think Candy viewed Marlo as like a friend. No. She a lot viewed of her time.
2: as an acquaintance. Like like a work friend. You know what I mean? Like, and if yeah. something happens at work or I'm aware of at work, then obviously I'm gonna be like, damn, that's messed up. How are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. But I'm not your nephew died friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know your family like that. I don't. And I well, she does though. Says, Cause she knew,
1: she knew, well, I mean, not really. No, she did she not did know Marlo's some, some family member, but like the, their, their friendship does predate the show. However, was it like super deep no like is she like Shamia and Portia no
2: but when I'm the thing about Candy is Candy knows everyone Candy is Atlanta so just because she kind of knows you is not the same as being a close friend right. and I'll say this about Marlo Marlo and Sharae by extension what they're upset about is not that they're upset that right now it feels like, because Candy's got all these gigs she has to go to. She has all these things she's doing. Right now, it feels like Candy isn't doing as much work. They, they She doesn't get as much backlash too. Like this is a Vanderpump situation. This is Lisa Vanderpump all over again. She's a fan favorite and everyone else is kind of salty about that. And they feel like they're doing more work and they're taking more shit online for what goes on in the show. And so you're mad. And so you're going to come out here with a Lucy, Lucy apple juicy that nobody fucking cares about. Instead of, we should break the fourth wall and say, I'm upset because Candy, it feels like to me, even though I don't think it's true, it feels like to me, Candy is not putting in as she doesn't bleed as much for the show as I do. And yet she gets all the, the praise and all the love. And I'm up here showing my crackhead mama and y'all just talking shit about me. Oh, and I'm giving it all to you. And sure, that's valid. But what's going on, Marlo, is that you're jealous and that's, because Candy is not fucking with you like that. Neither is Kenya. You're jealous. So you're right. on TV saying the wildest things, things that aren't true, things that don't mean what they mean. Why is Candy in charge of you get? I don't want Myrtle to get a gun. I don't want her right. I don't want her
1: record to be as white. Please don't do that. She doesn't need a gun. And so and candy knows a lot of people but does she know somebody like is she thinking about like oh how can i get clemency for marlo like is that something that you expect has from three kids at a the wild ass year? mama
2: she's raising cousins and nephews she's doing all kinds of shit and now you want me and she's on three shows and doing this and doing that and and with everything that candy does you think candy should stay up at night and be like i wonder how i can get marlo a gun how could i do that no <laughs> no and real friends don't i'm i'm i cannot let this go last season Sheree and marlo went off at a party or something went off together and had a conversation in which they called candy a slut
1: mm-hmm. they
2: called they said candy has never helped anyone in her life candy helps too many people
1: candy needs to and help not like not even that she is a slut it's like she couldn't even land a good enough man you know
2: they, yeah, they talked about her fucking man. And you know, she only lets her mama talk about her man. And <laughs> like, they said all this stuff, laughed about it and went back to the party. That right there is vicious to me. The shit they were saying about I was like, it's not true. And if it was true, this is meanest book. fuck. And you just casually did this. And so, listen, I, I hate when people make me defend people I don't even like. Okay. But I, like I would never go up this hard for Candy. She's fine, sure. She's great. She's she's a fan favorite. I think she deserves it, but she's not. She's not my favorite to watch on this TV. And Marlo has lost her mind, really yeah. lost her mind. And I really wish they broke the fourth wall. What I want for Atlanta, right, is I want them to clear house, and I want them and but you got to do this in steps. You need to keep Kenya, Candy, and Marlo, all right, because they are tent poles right now. Marlo's, I guess she's working, but she,
1: but they're tent poles. And you need mean to keep- and Kenya barely is because that Alabama trip, like Kenya can't be in charge of planning any more trips. No more trips, no more. Especially trips. when they're wrapped up to, with her business because she doesn't want to have fun. She nope. doesn't plan anything. She goes and gets her own po-boys or whatever or you know oh my god or whatever she got girl you got and- to feed people on trips what's yeah, wrong with she, you <laughs> she's a horrible host like- but
2: she is a an institution you keep those as tent poles. you get me three new people and they need to already know each other. Three people who know. If you if you can find a set of sisters, do that. Three new people that already know each other. So you can set this up for Candy. And then Candy and Marlo have to, have to make up. And of course, Candy will make up with her because Candy will make up with a fucking box of hair. So three of them together. Do not bring Portia back. I love Portia. I love to watch her on TV because I think she's funny and stupid. But she thinks she's smart, but she's stupid but do not bring her back. She's not going to bring what she needs to.
1: I think um, I was listening to Come Through Queen and mm-hmm. I think it was Brendan who said that really Cynthia needs to come back. Like- No, no. <laughs> no, I agree. But I'm also a, a Cynthia Stan. I think there does need to be somebody who's a bridge who's not cousin corny, you know? <sighs> Courtney pissed me off so bad with that. Candy brings the hood out
2: because what they're trying to say- is That candy is low class. And I know I know a felon, a foster care felon. That's Marla. Marlo, Sheree with a seventh grade education. And Courtney, who I bet you, if I asked her to tell me her father's address right now, would well, have let's to think not about even it.
1: talk about the seventh grade education. Let's talk about the men she dates, you know.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying is that they're over there trying to call her low class. Now I find that to be like incredibly classes, and I but y'all don't can't even use the fucking insult like this is ridiculous no. and courtney if you say you're from the fucking the hood then when you saw those hood people you should have been happy they were i'm there. from the ghetto yeah <laughs> so you should have been happy because i'm from the hood and when i see a hood bitch i'm like yes i'm not alone right. come on baby and i know that they're <laughs> gonna run if it starts shooting and i know that i can count on them but i don't want to be nowhere to the you bitches and so i'm so fucking mad about courtney saying that about candy candy isn't around the way girl she is she's I don't know, she's unpretentious. She has more money, but she does not throw that shit at you. She would never... Remember when when uh, Nini got that little fucking check from uh, from The Apprentice and tried to buy a house in Miami and Candy was like, okay, but what about taxes? What about this? What about that? Don't do this. And Nini gave Kenny so much shit. And I'm like, she's, te- she's trying to help you, bitch. She's trying to help you. The government's going to take that house. Well, also, okay?
1: there's just like no there's no way to connect oh candy went somewhere one weekend and then as a direct result of that a bunch of uh, quote-unquote ghetto hood people came to that same venue the next week like there's no argument there you can't like you can't just say that and have it be true i know the whole thing is, and even if it was true who gives a shit
2: who gives a shit the
1: place was packed what the fuck they paid their
2: money and i'm just saying you three bitches cannot cannot ever pull
1: that out of your bag don't ever do that we can talk about how how old are you to be at the same club weekend after weekend ma'am yeah how about that how about that and and, um Mel rue and and all them have something better to do like come on anyway also we know your gene pool's fix is fucked up because ralph's your cousin so already (laughs) you know there the twitter is trying to drop hints that this uh cousin courtney thing is maybe not maybe a cover and that maybe she was participatory towards this divorce but i don't know this is just like people talking hello can you hear me yeah can you hear me kara All right, guys, we had, she- like, oh sorry, a little bit of a technical difficulty, but uh you know, we'll take you behind the curtain a bit. But like, can we switch topics to because I don't want to talk about Courtney anymore? Ah, okay. <laughs> um, Kenya entertaining the idea, the notion of having a child, another child with Mark. Like, let's take the physical, like her OBGYN was very clear. You had a hard road with your last pregnancy, and ma'am, you're also like 50 plus. Don't 52. it's probably not worth it, but the fact that she sat in that conventional chair and was like, I don't wanna, you know, have a bunch of baby daddies and this would just be quote unquote easier and no she's like, one like no Kardashian Jenner shit of like yes. uh, one singular baby daddy come hell or high water. And it will yes. hell and high water, frankly. <laughs> um, and this is so wild kenya i need you to divorce that man let it go don't have another child with him it won't be worth it Mm -mm. i it's not gonna be worth it you would be better off honestly having another shitty baby daddy than mark
2: well she needs to have a, she needs to get a surrogate and a sperm donor. I'm like a big proponent of people having babies by themselves. I mean, she can adopt, that's fine. But like, what I feel like this is, is that she said something that was, that, that I was like, you have misunderstood because in the divorce, she got the embryos. That is not the same as Mark does not have any claim to those embryos. What? Because right now they're objects. And then once you implant them and have a baby, they become a person. And now we're in family court, which doesn't care who got it's the best interest of the child and so like you need to speak to a lawyer because the way she was saying that she it made it made it sound like she's allowed to do whatever she wants and it won't and mark won't have to be a part of that and that's just not true once you
1: have that baby exactly Um, and let him like be annoyed because of one thing that happened yeah or she looked at him wrong or she yeah used the wrong punctuation at the end of a sentence in a text message and here you are back in court because you know his nose ring is too tight so i was about to say that Mm -hmm. don't do it
2: i just really horrible the only reason kenya married him was to prove she could marry someone because she was not beating those charges of she can't get a man which is a ridiculous charge but because of the circumstances on the show, it did seem like that, right? Even though right. in reality, there's no why, anybody can get a man, anybody. I can send my dog outside, 10 minutes later, she'd meet a man, anybody can get a man. <laughs> the question is, do you want that man? And so, and none of the people I've ever seen Kenya with is a man
1: anybody should want that's the issue it never makes any sense to me why I mean I honestly like this would be another thing that I would advise Kenya just stop mentioning men in your life yeah Mr. Kale man exists in one photograph only and that's it (laughs) to me anyway doesn't seem like you've seen him is there it seems like there's a lot of like uh, coquettishness and like a, uh, ooh, something's happening I've really got something going on and then we never meet these dudes or when we do they're weird as fuck and when I say like she'd be better off having another shitty baby daddy I mean uh Mark is a horrible well I don't know how he is as a co-parent but it doesn't seem to be great from what we've seen yeah he didn't uh, even want Brooklyn he was like you gotta come get like you've been right. saying you haven't seen her But on top of that, he's just like a bad guy who seems hell-bent on making you upset and like prolonging this whole divorce thing is truly psychotic and it's like a mind game. What I'm saying is like, you can have a shitty baby daddy who leaves you alone. Mark, I see what you're saying. (laughs) I see what you're saying.
2: You're gonna have one that's just not involved.
1: Yeah. Who you never hear from. Right. That's
2: something to think about. I agree. I just really think, and I also think this is a fake scene. I think Kenya never thought I mean she literally just said something that should take 25 minutes to two and a half hours she lost a bunch of blood she almost died babe you knew you wasn't gonna have no other baby like you just did the scene right yeah it's unserious um yeah so like um I just Kenya Kenya has mommy issues and daddy issues okay Mm -hmm. like she's got she's got both and I think that really helped, that really fucks with her picker. And he was, Mark was a bad choice. I'm happy you got Brooklyn. You seem thrilled to be a mother and Brooklyn's adorable and great. She's on so screen. cute. Mm-hmm. I love seeing Brooklyn. But the thing is, you already made a bad choice. Don't make a second bad choice just so to try to make your first choice good because that's not how it works. This is how all the Kardashians do and it's just a dumb idea. Yeah, and-
1: it's, it's stupid but i mean at least with them they've got like a whole lot of money like a whole lot yeah, of and
2: money. kenya doesn't have that
1: money and- not, not that much <laughs>
2: <laughs> no and the <laughs> thing is is that anybody who will come for you for having two baby daddies is exactly the person that's already talking shit about you because you can't get a man so like it's, it's, they are right. they're already haters all right so i have to tell my kids this all the time anyone that'll say something like that to you as soon as you fix that they'll find something else to be mad at you about Mm-hmm. So don't 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 make the worst choice in the world to shut some people up who are never gonna shut up. It,
1: exactly. 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 So um all right let's move on to martha's vineyard i also had sanya on this but i don't want to talk about that so <laughs> I'll talk about her
2: off my television screen i <laughs> know you know i had such high hopes for her i, I was really
1: rooting thought- for her
2: she had so much um i'd say i call it texture she had a lot of things she could bring to the table and she's been so
1: lame I just like don't give a shit about her. Like you, Sanya's kitchen family family kitchen time with, with Sanya and the Rosses. Like, I don't care. I don't care about these passive aggressive jabs that your sister and you keep making pa- at each other. Ross is barely there. He's I think their ma- their marriage is in trouble. Probably. Probably. And,
2: and she she doesn't really want another kid, and yet she's thinking about having another kid. Do not have a kid you do not want. Sanya, no. don't do no. it. You don't even like that one you got. He's bad as shit. Okay. <laughs> well, one of the reasons he's bad. Listen, no, no kids are bad. Da, 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 blah, blah. But one of the reason he misbehaves is because she leaves him with various different people. I don't think he has the consistency he needs. And Sanya is scared to discipline him or put any structure because she's not around enough. Right. Mm-hmm. So when she is around, she's got to be like, sweet baby, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's fine. You threw paint in my hair, like. Sanya, you're not parenting that one, so do not have another one.
1: Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts, thoughts, and prayers to them. Anyway, let's talk about Martha's Vineyard. Um, so we start off on the balcony. Shanice titties out to the world with a (laughs) bottle of rosé in one hand and a glass of wine in the other, and everybody's just like looking at her or trying not to look at her like Silas is um out on the backyard Silas says in a confessional I wasn't involved in anything any titty related things the night before so I'm just going to keep bobbing and weaving just keep bobbing and weaving the titties which is the first and only thing that he says this episode that makes sense so Hmm. we're about two minutes in and he's already done it just gets worse it gets worse and worse and Shanice says in a confessional look I've been through so much with my ex I just want to have fun I don't want to talk about my past I don't want to fight with my best friend Bria I'm just trying to have fun and I'm not going to apologize for being me sorry and then so you asked me the question of do I think Shanice is crazy and I think no I think the level of turn up might be different i think that we might be on different levels but it's really hard to make sense of it because we've barely like consistently seen them party like tv i'm thinking if i'm watching this on hamptons this is very normal behavior like they have tits out all the time it's now like a tradition that they all get in the pool naked at the end of the season so Also, like, you're on vacation. It's summer. You should be drinking and having fun and doing silly things on this gigantic property. Do I care? No. And also, like, Bria had no problem with it 14.8 seconds prior (laughs) when her kids were
2: out, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, is this. Like, I'm also married, which we will talk about once we talk about matrimony McGee. But I, if somebody just has their tits out like they're sunbathing or they're running around or whatever if that is a threat to my relationship my relationship is on very shaky ground
1: mm-hmm. I think
2: for you to be angry means that they are trying to actively seduce your partner right and trying to and trying to you know being messy like that and I don't think I just don't think that's what was happening I, I think it really like, was my tits are even- out
1: Isn't Simon European? Like he probably sees tits out on the beach all the time. Probably more than their children's cartoons. The tits are out. They just do
2: whatever. So like, I just don't like. It's just not possible. It's just not possible for me to be this upset about these tits being out. And if my partner is someone who acts really weird when some, I don't know, some uh, adjacent nudity happens, I'll be very worried about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, do I think it's appropriate? Not particularly, but also like, I'm also not going to turn up with my girlfriend also with my titties out and then be upset five minutes later. Like, you know, we have to you, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what the expectation is. Yeah. I really don't. uh, But the (laughs) women on this show
2: and relationships act weird to me. Well, everyone on this show acts weird to me. Uh, Yeah. So like, like, so there's three people in. The re- well, no, I won't say that because Preston doesn't act weird to me. There are four people in relationships Preston, uh, what's the one that looks like a turtle? <laughs> he looks Next. like an educational turtle, Next. Nick, um, <laughs> <laughs> Bria, and Jasmine. And Nick, Bria, and Jasmine act very weird about their relationships as if this is the first one they've ever been in, it, you know, mm-hmm. and and so i would have been like what's the problem is is every time simon see a nipple does he run at it what what happens
1: like right yeah hold on <laughs> excuse me you guys um yeah i i mean do i i could understand why like it might feel like inappropriate but i also feel like this is a party house and like what are we doing here
2: you and know? everybody's tits were out this isn't like she came to dinner and we're all trying to eat and she's got her nips and our food this is right. this is very different, and also, you know, I don't watch White People's Summer House, and um, I just assume from like listening to your recaps and what other people say that they do these type of parties and and nude and 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 I don't know, get on the counter with your butt cheeks out kind of thing all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like a drunken sloppy mess, and that's what you expect to have there. And I think the fact that Jasmine and the husband are there really fucks up things because they i feel like they came in here and like being like this is gonna be one show and then we have all these singles that's a different show
1: yeah i mean clearly jasmine thought like i'm gonna be the matriarch i'm gonna be uh she clearly like, you know, probably printed out people's pictures with their names by like little name cards and was like, okay, I think this one's going to go with this one. I could see potential with Jordan and Amir, but also like Jordan and Alex and like maybe Shanice would date Alex. Maybe they could do that. And I'm just going to be like the perfect little matchmaker, Susie Homemaker, make my man breakfast and hook He's people not, up.
2: Though. That's not her personality. No. Um. When we talk about their relationship, they've been married three months at the start of this, right? Mm, eight. no not even okay so less than three months <laughs> yeah. and they dated for like eight months in the pandemic uh-huh. no they dated for a year but six months of it he was gone right before they got they got married.
1: engaged
2: in six months right but they didn't they got married another six months later because he went off to do something with the i don't know right. I, I don't know why covid makes you want to join the national guard i really don't like you can't fight covid like that that's not you don't shoot it but whatever um and I'm pretty sure that right before she met Silas, she was homeless. I'm right. like, Chai said this last week. I really think she was looking for a hot meal. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And she got <laughs> no it. No doubt about that. And let's also be real. Jasmine's mid, all right? I'm not calling her ugly. I know she worked at the Playboy Club, but it was oh, dark in
1: she's there.
2: she's so cute. She is cute. Mid cute. I mean, I'm. Not, she doesn't walk in a room and you know, all lights on her, you know what I'm saying? She's sure. not, she's not that, she is Mitch. she's fine. I don't see nothing wrong with her. Right. But she's walking around with these people, like Jordan's uh, Jordan's the whole demeanor is bad bitch. That's her whole fucking demeanor. Mm-hmm. And she's working at the Playboy club. I'm sure that she is around people that, that I don't know, pull guys a little harder than she does. And I really feel like she lashed on a Silas for a hot meal. And also, he was really into getting married. And I've said this on Twitter. I'm going to say it again. I really think we're going to find out Jasmine comes from a one parent home because the way she cosplays marriage means she ain't seen one. She she doesn't know what they look
1: like because she really, she said, we share a same I, last I have name to disagree with you i don't think i she is cosplaying marriage like this thing with stylist, but like i think her main issue is because she will give it to him behind closed doors i think her main issue is like i think she feels like she is lost without her friends or like she can't really be her true self I think her issue
2: is she thought she was going to say, I do. And it was going to transform her whole being. Um, And what she realized is she still feels the same way. She does not want to make breakfast for someone every day. She does not. She still wants to hang out with her friends, but she feels different to them because she really believes that, you know, she's brand new. She, she is the one that isolates herself. Definitely. She said, me and Silas are a unit. We're an institution because we say share the same last name. Isn't your last name Johnson? Don't 30,000 people at any moment Cooper. in your city share the same fucking last name as you do?
1: Cooper. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's Cooper. All right. Same fucking thing. I'm just saying that like-
1: You can't just assume that people's last name is Johnson because you're a black princess. Okay. wow. wow. <laughs>
2: I'm glad we're talking about Black Summer House so I will be very upset. But I'm saying is that she really thought and I'm cuz this is coming from somebody I've been married 16 years this year. For the first 10 years of our marriage we didn't have children. So <laughs> it was just me and him hanging out mad about you style, okay? And so I was in Jasmine and Silas's position and not once did I bring this up every day. Not once was I trying to force other people in a relationship so I didn't feel alone. What happened is Jasmine got in this relationship she thought it was gonna be one way, it's a different way. And now she's trying to, it's almost like she got, she became one of the pod people and she's trying to turn the rest of y'all so that she doesn't have to be by herself. And what's going, and and what I would say to her is that what's, what's hap- I know you give it to them behind closed door, but what's happening for you is not working for you. And so- She is,
1: did you see a Don't Worry Darling?
2: no I didn't see it well it has like a I can't very- believe you
1: saw it. you hate Olivia Wilde I was bored they um, <laughs> um you know the vibe of the wives is very like Stepford wife mm. and then you find out that they're like robots but then you find out that one of them isn't really programmed like the other ones and she's just like trying to hide <laughs> and that's like uh, kind of what Jasmine it is she's just like hiding uh, in here <laughs> that
2: makes sense that makes sense that makes sense she's Johnny number five uh-huh. so like I just really feel like like I said, she's cosplaying marriage, and that conversation she had with Jordan—it it, might have been two episodes ago or one episode ago—where she's like, "I just want you to be happy, Jordan." And Jordan's like, "Bitch, you don't know. You're not asking me what makes me happy, and you—and also, right. you don't seem happy." I right. say I say this all the time on Twitter. Um, marriage has the worst PR team, and the only person that has a, a uh um uh, a worst PR team is. Motherhood, because the people that want to talk about it, they be saying the craziest fucking shit. And why the fuck would I want to come over there if you're out here telling me that you don't get to use your first name anymore as soon as you get married? Now you have to be Mrs. John Smith, and people are not allowed to know your first name. I saw a tweet like that. Mm. This is, and Jasmine's that type of person. She, she really, she wants the Cosby's. She wants black excellence, The her idea of it. She wants those things. And so I would not be surprised to find out that she comes from what she thinks is not those things. And so right. She it's a man who, who thinks he knows what he wants. He, he's very, he says things very confidently, even dumb things. And he's got That's money and he's got, a, he's got hot water. And all those things, and she's like, "That's where I'm gonna go." And what she's realizing is, it's not so fun over here. It's, it's, um, I, I kind of, you know, what I would, I would liken her a lot to Erica Jane in a lot of ways. Mm. You thought you were getting to come up, and he talks to you differently. Remember when, when Tom yelled at her at the table. He was talking. Uh, yeah, because they only
1: replayed that seventy-eight thousand times last season. Yeah,
2: like that. Sure. You find out he's stealing. You, fi- you know what I'm saying? And you thought that was going to be your savior. You thought this was going to elevate you, and it did. But also, it costs something.
1: Right. And, yeah, it, and it usually does. It usually does. No such thing as a free lunch. I was. I don't know. Uh, first day at economics, and they were right <laughs> about that. Um. So, <laughs> then you know so simon actually goes up he sees Shanice's titties and it's like oh i gotta move so he i love how Bria hasn't now set this up this dynamic of like i'm just gonna be chilling in my bed upset about whatever and mm-hmm. one of the various men in the house is gonna bring me a plate like that's a good system to me um so simon yeah. brings her a plate and he's like uh she goes on balcony and shows her titties in front of everybody. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> I love your impressions. I think they're so fucking good. It's I think terrible. your Raquel is amazing. It's I, that's terrible. all. I don't even know what kale sounds like anymore. I've inserted. I think your James Kennedy is so fucking good. <laughs> so good. I it love is, it when it's you good to get into James
1: Kennedy zone. Yeah, you gotta. See. I
2: love it when you do this and that's that's what Simon sounds like to me. So I. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: pretty much so back at the table alex has got this like gordon gartrell sweater on he's like (laughs) everybody looks good and jordan's like yeah uh i guess some of us are thicker than others right because alex made this joke (laughs) while they were preparing the table so alex not realizing that this is actually rubbing jordan the wrong way just like yeah let's toast to jordan getting thicker guys so everybody's laughing seems fine simon goes back outside but Bria says like I'm just gonna chill in my room because I'm drained even though we find out that three hours before she and Shanice did have a sit down where they kind of talked it out yeah it's like you know what we were wasted I'm just gonna give her a break right Shanice does apologize but Bria's gonna sit this one out so Shanice comes out fully clothed to the backyard and Alex is like um can I ask what that that was about the whole balcony thing she's like oh you know i just wanted to have fun this is party Shanice and i just thought i just thought it was funny so then we get uh Shanice in the truth booth which is something that i wish we had utilized more this season Mm, um where she's like yeah i i don't think they thought it was funny but lighten (laughs) up you guys like maybe i need to move to europe and then she flashes the camera i was like am i the drama no (laughs) not me i'm never the drama so then jasmine asks janice have you spoken to alex yet she's like no i'm gonna do it tomorrow but then uh jasmine kind of presses her is like well does he know that you want to talk to him and janice is like no but like i got it i'll tell him right so preston then asks janice do you feel like you've been treated unfairly? And she's like, yeah, I mean, I honestly do feel like a little bit judged because I just want to have a good time. And then Jasmine, even though Shanice just said, I haven't spoken to Alex, he doesn't know that I want to, I'll handle it. Jasmine decides to go, well, there's like this whole situation with Alex. So what about Hmm. that? And then Jordan finally speaks up for Shanice and is like, they haven't had a chance to have a conversation, Alex and Shanice, I don't think we should do that here in front of everybody. And so Alex is hearing his name said over and over again. And he's like, what's, what did I do? Like, I'm not the only person who saw that article about Shanice, but Shanice is like, yeah, but you're the one who brought it up to everybody. And it happened a year ago. Like we all fuck up. It's done. So, you know, whatever. So Alex starts to get a little bit defensive and he's like, I'm calling bullshit on this conversation and he's like, You know, everybody here knows about Shanice. And I just feel like you're trying to make it seem like I'm the only one who saw it. And Jordan says, But you're the only one who had questions about it. And you didn't give her enough grace to ask her on her own. You made it an issue with all of us. So, like, what you're doing right now is also confusing to me. And then Alex tries to, like, speak up. <clears throat> Jordan snaps at him, like, Stop interrupting me. I need to finish my sentence. And then Alex is like, Are you done? And he says in a confessional, I don't even know what Jordan's talking about. Jasmine brought it up because Jordan accuses him of being the one who brought it up at the table. Jasmine definitely did. Mm. And then Alex says, I think it's fair for me to ask questions, but Shanice and all the other girls are like, yeah, but you didn't ask me. You talked about me behind my back. And then the guys try to stick up for Alex, but Jordan's like, no, you've actually brought this up now more than once. So, (sighs) It's I feel like Alex got out of something.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's.
2: Listen, he is right because he does say I was not the only one talking about it. He is right, but he's the one that called a little meeting on the porch that was supposed to be off camera to be like, "Girl, let me tell you about Shanice." He's right. the one, even when they're showing us footage of them talk, every other people are talking about it. He's the one that's like, "She should just admit it." She's like, I feel like he's the one who has the biggest
1: problem with it. And he yeah, is actually he treated questions. her differently because yes. of it. he said, like, oh, you need to watch your boundaries, Shanine. Yeah. Like, be talking down to her. And you're right. Like, he was the one who was being uh holding and being like the the MC of both of these conversations. So yes, even the one that we see now is him being nice but like quote unquote nice, like, oh, I just think she should get it out and she should she'll have her girlfriends by her side and she'll be able to tell her side of the story like I think that'll be really healing for her it's still like but how did this conversation start and you obviously think it's like a big enough deal that she needs to like address it on the show right but
2: you still haven't said hey you know I heard about you know your ex and everything and I have like like you comfortable talking about that because I have some questions about it. like it didn't make a lot of sense to me and you know what I think Shanice who's very free with her titties would be very free with this information too I agree <laughs> I think she'd be like oh girl let me tell you so what it happened was and and that would have been over and I, I so I think it's fair for them to put that on Alex I think it's I think it's fine for him to be like I wasn't talking by myself and I think it's fine for them to be like if you have to bring it up talk to Shanice
1: right yeah i think everybody has a point um so then they get into the conversation a producer asks them all basically in a confessional did you google people before you came into the house like what what research did you do and so summer says i just look at people's instagrams i just wanted to look at their picture i don't really care and then nick is like i straight up i googled everybody like that's being pragmatic people are crazy (laughs) i actually don't see the issue with googling people like if i'm going to be living in a house with you i want i'm going to the linkedin and the social media well i think we also need to acknowledge that we're on a reality tv show
2: and that (laughs) when we're talking about like friends like you invited me out to your summer house i'm just gonna stay there a week with you and your friends i'm not gonna be like give me a list of who i was gonna be there so i can google them and make sure they're not crazy true but if you say sign these contracts to be on TV and we're gonna film you fucking every night,
1: be like, who else is gonna be there? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, what different. if you're on a show with somebody who, well, there's a, show, you know? <laughs> what if you're on the show with Jocelyn Hernandez? Right. What
2: if, what if you get there, you get your bags, and Jocelyn's in the fucking living room? Right. You need to know. So, like, yeah, I, I'm I'm cool with that. Um, I just also think that. Alex is not being serious about the fact that like he's trying to keep it light but the fact is you saw that and you thought she's crazy you think she's crazy yeah. you th- you've already made your mind up about her which is fine right because she does look crazy on the internet but don't sit over here and be like oh I don't judge yes you do you did and you are so just keep it real
1: no I, I fully agree like you need to have if you're gonna have multiple conversations you need to have a conversation with her what that looks like I don't know because I don't know how you approach somebody about like oh I saw you something just, weird about you on the internet you just um, do that you especially if you don't yourself. really know
2: them you just walk up to them and be like hey girl listen um I googled everyone before I got here and your results let's talk about them and then you just sit down and you have a drink with them and you just be and you just listen you're like wow that's fucking crazy that's wild what happened then you just go because there's no there's no way to finesse this right there's no, no. way to come up to someone
1: and smoothly say I googled you there's no way
2: there's just no way
1: so you have to just come out he's not entitled to that information either yeah so
2: if she says I don't want to talk about it then you gotta be like cool I just I I just want to let you know that I saw that and I was like really curious and then she's like that's my past um and you know I just don't feel like talking about it then you have to let it go but Shanice would never say that Shanice is going to show you new pictures of that dude and be like, and let me tell you what else happened. And I respect her for that, for a little bit. I'm like, she's not faking fun. At least to me, I didn't see her.
1: No, no, I agree. And I think, it. but like the truth of the matter is like, if we're getting all the way down to it, he saw what he saw and he moved different. He treated her differently and he that's did. not fair to her. And yep. so that's really it. And so he is acting like, oh, I'm just being used as a scapegoat. No. I wasn't the only person to talk about it. You know, like I have a lot of compassion for Shanice, but Jordan's trying to make me look like the villain and this bullshit. And so Alex is like, you know, I'm going to ask to excuse myself from the table because I don't know where this came from. And I'm just feeling triggered. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye
2: <laughs> so well, when why Alex don't you is... go sing
1: and do a poem somewhere else bye yeah, why don't you go do yoga go, <laughs> go over to do downward dog C- calm down a little so when he leaves Silas and Nick try to stick up for Alex but Preston's like no it, you're like I wouldn't have even known about this had Alex not brought it up but the person we really need to be concerned about is not Alex it's Shanice because now we've been having this 20 minute now long conversation about what how to handle her crazy (laughs) basically, without involving her in all in it in it at all so also Simon and his silk pants pretended to go to the bathroom during this but he came back right on time for things (laughs) to settle down a little bit so Alex comes back to the table and he's like listen I I don't feel like I did anything but Amir breaks it down listen Shanice said she didn't want to talk about it about it Alex heard his name asked why he was being brought up so, you know, ultimately, Jasmine, this is your fault, really. Like most things, yeah, this is your fault, Jasmine. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Shanice was like, listen, Alex, this was a year ago. I'm different now. I was 28 then, but now okay. I'm 20. <laughs> okay. Okay, Shanice. <laughs> this,
2: this is, is not... Amazing. You don't get to be like, I was only 39. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I do understand what she's saying. I was in a different space, and what you might have heard is not you know what actually happened and I can under, I can feel you I can feel you. and also nothing Shanice has done besides but I don't think showing her titties is crazy nothing she has done in the house has been crazy so no. so like I've at this point there's this this is only 10 days right or two weeks right
1: yeah 15 15 days oh 15
2: okay so it is two two whole weeks in a day so at this point Shanice has been I know she left and came back but Shanice has been you guys have been around Shanice days at a time yeah and she hasn't killed Milo and boiled him she hasn't worn anybody's skin she hasn't done anything so I I find it interesting that you still are like concerned that Shanice might do something to you yeah it's too
1: late she already had a chance. She didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Alex is like, well, I just don't feel like being the bad guy, but like I feel you, you know, they end up hashing things out. Um, later Amir tries to teach Shanice how to two step because he says that's how he gets the ladies. And Shanice ends up falling on the ground and then Preston and Amir just look at her and leave the room, which I thought was very <laughs> funny. <laughs> um so then Simon goes back up to the room with tea for Bria not actual tea just like giving her the tea he's like everything was fine except they asked Alex about Shanice about whether he make research about her <laughs> and I love that so everybody starts kicking it in the living room right Jordan's curled up on Preston's lap she's clearly like exhausted emotionally whatever right they're just chilling Alex is sitting on a stool and he makes some joke about like, oh, I heard a rumor that Jordan and Preston are sleeping together. And Jordan, that doesn't really line up with you saying saying that you're a celibate. And Preston's like, oh, don't ever question my wife's celibacy. Like they're both <laughs> just joking with each other.
2: Yeah.
1: And Jordan kind of perks up and goes, well, you know what, Alex? I don't come for your veganism. I don't come for your soberdom. I haven't fucked anybody in a year, but you told me you've been drinking all summer. So Alex goes, no, you're making stuff up. I said, I had a couple of drinks this summer and Jordan's like, well, I didn't tell you that I had a couple dicks over the summer, did I?
2: <laughs> I listen, when I first started <clears throat> watching the show, I did not adore Jordan, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't, but she has grown on me because I feel like she is willing to say the thing. And that's very important for reality TV. You have to be willing to say, like when she pushed Jasmine was like yeah it didn't feel good did it it was disrespectful I'm like I, and they're kind of drunk I was like yeah say it girl say it and she I just, told
1: Philip why don't you go shit in my toilet I'll watch you bitch I was <laughs> yeah. like hell yeah
2: <laughs> but like so I'm enjoying watching her on screen although I don't know if I enjoy in real life you know it's different but sure. I like that the way she talks and she talks Confidently, and she's not. Yeah, she is on these motherfuckers' necks. Okay, she's just like she's just like nobody with a dick in this house is going to speak to me any kind of way. I will come at them immediately. She was gonna fight Phil. I believe that. I believe that. I believe in that
1: pink bubblegum pink bikini. Became... Yes. She was ready,
2: and yep. Phil was very tall. I just felt <laughs> like he. I felt like she was gonna take him, and I also. I mean, I know that like certain people can look at this and say Jordan was overreacting and it may be, maybe that's true, but I do like that. She's calling him out and saying, Hey, you have been like basically calling me a liar, even in joke, but you've said it so many times that it, right. it feels like not a joke. How many times are you going to say this joke? And you, you're ain't not even clean over
1: there. So
2: why are you over here sexualizing me and telling me and doing this? when you need to mind your own business
1: yeah i agree like he this is why alex has always irked me is that i figured that he was this kind of like phony dude who like makes these jokes that are like very nice nasty Mm -hmm. and you're just supposed to take it and he's just like oh i'm just joking blah 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 but and and it seems like the things that he said were very like innocent or whatever but it's annoying and i imagine it's probably been piling up
2: And he called her thick, which some people think is a compliment, but if he's been doing little jabs at you the whole time, and then he calls you thick, like nobody wants to be called thick around the middle.
1: Right. It just hits different.
2: Yeah. And so like, you don't trust him anyway. You know, I'm always paranoid. I think everybody's out to get me. So I would have been like, what do you mean by like, why everything you come over here is like a funny joke. That's also an insult to me
1: right right like he thinks that they're on like a we can jab at each other wave and they're not
2: they are not (laughs) they're
1: not and he he found out real quick he found out (laughs) he found out
0: (laughs) many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com weightloss weight loss. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help.
1: You've got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Queenie Jenkins is a 20-something-year-old living in London, and she's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through all those mommy issues. After a messy breakup, Queenie starts looking for comfort in all the wrong places, and she soon realizes she needs to face the past before she can build for the future. One way I found how to do that is to take it to the group chat. My friends and I use our text sessions to laugh, to cry, to share advice on how to mend a broken heart, and most importantly, say all the shady things you need to under the vault of the group chat any time of day. So will Queenie be able to turn her quarter life crises into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. The new series Queenie is now streaming on Hulu. Check it out. <laughs> Jordan is like, you know what? Alex senses trouble and he goes, you know, I'm messing with you, right? She's like, yeah, I know that, but I don't like that you come for my shit. Why is my shit played as a joke when yours isn't? Like, I'm tired of you. You in particularly playing me like a sexual creature out here because I've actually never have been. So then Alex and Amir give each other the look like is she serious and Amir's like I don't know <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's happening <laughs> then Jordan says to Alex you've sexualized me more than once you get a flashback to them playing tennis where he's like oh you guys aren't being sexy enough saying she looks thick making that little joke about like inserting in something into a pool toy the first episode or whatever
2: yeah it's weird like
1: that's just not even funny like How would
2: you even say you're not playing tennis sexy enough?
1: I need you guys to be moaning. Okay.
2: Like, get out of here. I mean, maybe there's some context that we're not getting. Maybe they were talking about how tennis sounds like sex. Maybe that's it. But I don't know. Like, the stuff they showed was, I was like, dude, that's not even... This is real creepy. And also, when Jordan got in the house, they acted as if Jordan was chum and that everybody was supposed to, like, go at right. her, and she's had to deal with Amir constantly doing his... So Amir is Stefan Urkel, okay? He is Steve <laughs> Urkel, but they play some music and they take his glasses away. That's all that happens, and she's had to deal with all of that coming at her the whole time, and then Jasmine and Silas being like, who wants to fuck Jordan? But like, Yeah, I, I think especially people who are not used to filming you're filming non-stop we're drinking all the time there's Mm -hmm. some shit every fucking day I'm tired and then here he come with that corny ass joke one too many times
1: and you have to get it excuse me nobody's taking Jordan seriously like except for Preston really it's like Jasmine's coming at her I want you to find an actual partner and not just date like she's trying to dictate her pussy as it's coming out of your celibacy
2: what what is wrong with dating i don't right jasmine doesn't even know how to date because she saw him got hungry and he was like come on live with me that's what happened what <laughs> is wrong with dating it's fine
1: because silas silas tied a dollar bill to a little piece of string and she yeah, it. yeah.
2: or <laughs> a chicken wing something and and, and then, <laughs> here's another thing silas said that he didn't know about the homeless part i don't know whether he said he didn't know about it right Th- this he's just now finding out about it or he didn't know about it until they got married. But that means you never read Jasmine's screenplay because her screenplay is all about being homeless with Mariah.
1: Or watch the pilot.
2: Yeah, so you've never watched the pilot? pilot? So you guys got (laughs) married three months ago. You're saying three months ago was the first time you you even heard about this?
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure what he was referring to he hadn't heard about. I think he meant like that night where she got fired. Oh, maybe that's it. But like- And then he's like, "Oh, so I just knew I was gonna have to take over the financial
2: reins because you know she's been homeless and she gets fired." Like, let a <laughs> motherfucker talk about me like that in front of me while I hold his hand and nod. Let me
1: <laughs> truly like miss me he's all the way with that. bad, babe. I <laughs> we'll get to I, them in a second, but okay. Jordan, <clears throat> Amir tries to speak up, and he's like, "I don't think," and Jordan's like, "I know you don't think because you've done it too." Alex, what did you say? to me earlier and so alex is like well amira stated his intentions very clearly that he likes you and jordan's like okay alex and did that make you feel like you couldn't approach me alex says yeah so there is all the also this added layer that she just found out that somebody like stuck a claim on her yeah and it's been affecting how other people have been treating her so
2: yeah (laughs) and also to go back to the sexualization thing when he stuck a claim on her what does that mean besides I'm going to try to have sex with her? Right. Even though she's said over and over again that like, that's what my mind would go to. I've been saying, I've been celibate. I've been saying, I've been through some stuff and I'm just trying to take some time to myself and behind my back, probably with all these guys, this one is like, don't worry, I'll be taking her down. Like that would, that's what I assume would happen. That's excuse me from Alex saying that that's what I would have assumed took place and that would have really angered me
1: right 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 because they're only would treat you differently yeah if there was like sex involved
2: right and i'm also not willing so everybody these are different groups and different friendships and things so you're saying i'm only good enough to get to know if you think you might have sex with me
1: yeah that's weird right that is weird
2: weird. so now you keep your distance from me i thought we were just hanging out and getting to know people and just having a good time
1: and now i find out you guys are over there drawing straws for me right jordan says it's like pissing on a tree but i'm the tree yeah and so like also i didn't even get the opportunity to tell you guys if i was interested in amir so what about that (laughs)
2: yeah and amir
1: I hope you heard that because I'm not. So there you go. that's right. why, I,
2: I mean, <laughs> guys. I, I haven't been on the show when you were talking about Amir and his blackness. um Amir is from Austin, and I look. I currently
1: live here. And well, let's talk about that in a second. When, when oh yeah, because he, he cries. Never mind. Yeah, it comes up, but um. So Amir is like, well, the only thing I said was that I was interested, and so Nick is like, okay, what's the issue? And Jordan says, I'm just exhausted by being sexualized in this home, tired of not having any say. That's what I'm annoyed by. And somehow I'm still ending up in the middle of the bullshit with no say and I'm fucking tired. Jasmine and Summer and like other people are kicking it in a different part of the house, but they hear Jasmine or Jordan rather start crying. So they go downstairs. Aww. Jordan at this point is like screaming, like I am tired. I wish I was given the same respect as everybody else. Nobody comes to me about whether or not they're attracted to me. And somehow I'm ending up with nobody on my side. So Nick is like, I I feel like we've had nice conversations. Like we've talked about fashion and music and stuff. And she's like, yeah, but like I'm more than that. And so Amir walks out, he walks to the backyard at this point. And then Bria says in a confessional, when you look up, when you Google Jordan Emanuel, like, you'll see her pictures, you'll see her nudes. She's gonna be sexualized, but she's more than that. Like, Jordan is a completely different person than those pictures. And so Alex gets down, I was like, I just want you to know that I see you. And I'm sorry if I said anything wrong. And she's yeah. like crying at this point. Yeah. You know, Jasmine's in an Ayama I- bosom hold headlock. Oh, my she's got God. her in like,
2: it's, oh my it's god! A <laughs> oh and let's not forget nick was sending her those like messages and hard eyes that she had to mute him or put right. him on restricted right yeah so right. every person with the exception of silas right all the men in this house exception of silas and preston have been like coming at her and drawing straws for her and doing all kinds of things and now they're all like oh i'm sorry oh, blah. you know they thought she would take it as a compliment but i understand where she's coming from
1: yeah, I fully do. And then Amir has the nerve to go call his friend Brandon. Oh my God. Of course he knows <laughs> my name, Dude, Brandon. The Dude, does. Dude like, there was somebody I was interested, right? Like, so tell me why I just got my ass completely handed to me in front of this entire house as I expressed my interest. It, you know, I didn't say don't talk to her. I just said I was interested in seeing more about her. Like, I haven't done anything out of line. And I got completely dragged for it. And I just had to take it. just had to take it and walk away brandon's like yeah man fuck man that sucks dude you can do something that's not wrong and it still
2: affects someone in a negative way you can have good intentions and those and your actions still fall flat it's possible and when someone tells you hey hey this like this really messed things up for me You can still say, hey, you know, that's not what I was trying to do. But I, if I had known that I would have never done it. I'm going to make sure that I don't repeat this mistake. I'm sorry. What can I do? Like, that's all you have to say, but you got to call your little friend, Brandon, and be all like sad about, like, Amir.
1: What he's pissed off about, he's like not even hearing, I could have possibly done something wrong. It's like, oh, this is not a good look. Like somebody's making me look bad yes what he's mad about he's not yes. he doesn't care what she said <laughs> he doesn't yes. care he's like she's trying to make me look bad i, I these, can't believe
2: this and these men are very much like everything's fine until you get raped do you know what i'm saying like in like, mm-hmm. like like someone could be sexualizing you somebody could be uncool with you and they're like well that's not really a big deal it it they're the type of people that'll be like it ha- a bad thing, a concrete bad thing has to happen to you.
1: And they're not understanding they're that feelings. bad. i don't I don't think they're that bad, but I do think there is like a they all think that they're nice guys, and therefore they don't think that it's possible that they could ever do anything wrong,
2: okay. That's fine, too. But I don't think they're all that nice i think that they see themselves that
1: way well nice guys are usually not yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, just like that guy the guy who's been going viral on twitter you guys oh my god sending these voice notes to this one well now what we found out is multiple women trying to be the most adorable man on the planet and he's such a creeper you guys if you have not heard about this just look up ryan Andrews on Twitter. And oh, your
2: Twitter, where you retweeted him and put that, and it was so accurate. That <laughs> that it was so fucking accurate. He thinks he's in like an early aughts, late nineties rom com, and yeah, that this he's got to be quirky. And
1: he thinks that he's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yes, like Michael Sarah, and like he
2: thinks I he's a guest
1: star in a new girl.
2: Like he really right. like. <laughs> and I'm and and in real life that shit is creepy that shit is creepy and also if you send me one voice note and I don't play it and then you send two more and I finally I'm like what the fuck is this about and then you see me play it you go gotcha you must have been curious girl you have gone so far from the storyline that I don't
1: Truly no, like, let me, I'll just give you guys a cliff notes of what happened. So this girl gets a Facebook message from this guy that was like, oh my God, you're never going to believe this. Like, I have to explain something to you, blah, blah, blah. And like, she's like, okay, what is it? And then he'll do this thing. Like, cause he's now done it repeatedly. We found out for the past, at least since 2016, he's been doing the same shtick <laughs> with women being like, oh, blah, blah, blah these long like probably 10 minutes worth of voice notes about how great her bumble profile is and how Mm -hmm. i can't believe you did this emoticon i've never seen anything like it you're so cute and i'm like oh my god how can a pretty girl not be boring like just like negging whack so corny like so rehearsed shit and then she's like wait a minute you found me on Bumble and then we didn't match. And then you went ahead and found me on Facebook to reach out to me. And he's like, well, you know, I just like entered the name Kelsey in. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe this was you. And I I just got lucky. Uh, uh, Why
2: did you enter it if you didn't match? I obviously don't want you because you thought whatever you're going to say was going to make me be like, you know what? Let me give him a shot.
1: Exactly. And mind you, Bumble, the woman has to respond first. So you're just like circumvented the whole shit and and like tried to force a conversation with your nerd behavior. Like I've never cringed. I haven't cringed that hard in the last time I cringed that hard was when (laughs) little poppy
2: got up there and started singing. At the fucking, that's the last time. (laughs) And I just, it was too fucking much. And you know what? That guy's walking around, talking to his therapist, to his mama, to his friends saying, you know, it's really hard to date out here. I'm just like not finding anybody and not doing this and that. And (laughs) what his mama and his therapist and his boys don't know is he's doing this. They don't know that.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Like you could really do a bingo card to think of any corny line a dude can say to you and he hits all of them uh referencing gilmore girls multiple oh my God. times oh my God. the notebook um the fact that he's a, a singer at um a geriatric home a, at a nursing home and how he gets hit on by old women like it's so oh like you just want to crawl inside of yourself and die but he let's not he's, talk about
2: he thinks he's jess he thinks he's dean yeah. he thinks he's in the he thinks he's in the gilmore girls yeah and <laughs> all
1: those people are creepy in real life <laughs> straight from stars hollow is this man yeah it's
2: much
1: (laughs) unreal yeah unreal oh
2: i'm just like and you go viral yet again talking about a mediocre white man once again
1: i know every year (laughs) Uh, and um for those of you who don't know uh, you don't want to know who popularized white boy summer unfortunately it was me (laughs) unfortunately i'm the one who did that oh god but we'll have to move on so things have like kind of cooled down a bit with jordan like a little bit like the house is now like going to do their thing like that it's it's nighttime right we're preparing for bed so silas is downstairs with like jordan and amir is like in the couch silas tells jordan i think you need to talk to amir he's like You know, like, let's set up a situation where a guy really likes you and he's never once objectified you. And I'm like, I'm thinking, listen, Mr. Burnt Breakfast Sandwich, I don't know if I'm trusting you on this, (laughs) but okay. You're truly the most misogynistic man I've seen in a long time. A long time.
2: (laughs) And he hides (laughs) it in that he wants to see all black women married and treated. Like he hides it in that he thinks you need to be taken care of and put on a pedestal but as an object he is a misogynist like for textbook. sure but if you said it to him he'd be like i treat women well i marry them i i uh bring my wife flowers and buy her dresses i'm a leader i'm a platoon leader where the platoon fuck is the leader.
1: platoon they're not here so shut up <laughs> truly sergeant marriage first class yeah. marriage. <laughs> yeah. um so then amir is like hitting on the cat is sitting on the couch he's hearing this he's like you know Jordan, I hear you and I understand where you're coming from. And I understand that that wasn't directed toward me. And in the moment, <laughs> you just wanted to be heard. Like, okay, good one. So Jordan's like, okay, but why did you walk away then? If that's how you think that that came off. And he's like, well, I just didn't think that you wanted to be in the same room as me. Don't say that. Don't. That's like a trigger for me. It's like, don't act like I was so wild that i was about to scratch your little eyeballs out (laughs) i just couldn't bear to be in the same room as you like don't
2: and if you didn't think i wanted to be in the same room with you why are you here now
1: right saying that that you you, you really
2: thought that you would take your ass on
1: right and that you understand but Mm. what would you say to brandon Mm -hmm. what'd you say to brandon (laughs) so then he's like you know i just like i don't i didn't think you wanted to be in the same room as me but i never came to you to like objectify you and jordan's like okay maybe not directly maybe not purposefully but i am the brunt like whether you meant it or not i'm getting it and you staying in the room when i was saying how i felt would have meant a lot so amir says i'm sorry you know because i don't want to do anything but protect you at the end of the day you know that
2: right how life. can you protect me without a step stool, sir?
1: How can you? <laughs> uh, questions uh, and need answers. I'm, I'm gonna
2: stop calling him short because I know people get really upset about that. But I he he not only is short, he gives like short man behavior, and that's the problem I'm having with him. Right?
1: Like
2: it's, his yeah. ego. His ego is so like it's, it's like if he walked in the way because he's cute, right? Mm-hmm. He's buff. I'm assuming he's doing well in his profession. I'm assuming. I don't know. But he seems like he's got everything. He's educated. He seems like he's got everything. But the way he interacts tells me how insecure he is. And that just brings it all down.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Like, yeah. yeah, So I'm going to stop calling him short. I'm going to stop saying how it is. But I'm just saying, like, all I want to do is protect you from what? You're the one that's over here Divide like parceling me out
1: to, about how you guys are going to take turns on me. Like, I get out of here. This isn't a conversation about protection. Like, yeah, this is you're moving the goalposts here. But so then Jasmine gets in bed with Mr. Cooper, and I don't even know what she's talking about, but she says that she was jealous that she couldn't bring the house together. Girl, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Go to bed go to just, bed
2: sometimes you know how silas loves to jump on top of jasmine and just have mm-hmm. fuck her to death sometimes i think she hits her head on the headboard and like it like <laughs> knocks things around
1: i mean it That's, might yeah maybe she's got vertigo maybe i don't know <laughs> she needs a dramamine or something <laughs> <laughs> oh god so then we get to the next morning and silas is spiraling because jasmine got a stain on his uh banana republic khakis when she was ironing them and he's like really going so off on her like i tried telling you that neither of these clothes needed ironing not my shirt not my pants because they're brand new but she's like saying like oh you know i stained it i'm i have like a little tied to go pen like it'll be fine He's like, no, they didn't need to be ironed. But now that you use that pen, like they need to be ironed now. And so Jasmine's like, okay, I'm just going to let you handle it. But then in a confessional, she says that she and Silas haven't really checked in with each other during this vacation. And it's making their arguments like triple what they usually are. What does that mean? They haven't checked in together. They have a
2: conversation every night that's filmed in their bedroom (laughs) before they have the most lackluster sex. If I... If before I got married, I had seen that, I would have never gotten married. I'm like, don't do that to me. Is that what happens after you say I do? People start fucking you like that? Absolutely not. And so I'm like, what does she mean they haven't checked in together? They're constantly around each other.
1: It does not make any sense. So None weird.
2: at all. And Kara, you know I'm way more about close than I will ever fucking know. What's the most those fucking shorts cost?
1: i mean how much are some pants from
2: banana republic like 60 70 bucks that's the most and they're shorts so i'm just wondering are those shorts those khaki fucking shorts irreplaceable do you not have three more pairs in your bag like what are you talking about and i just why is she in charge of ironing things
1: i have no idea
2: if you You didn't make that her job then she wouldn't have ironed like i my husband if he's wrinkled that's on him that's none of my fucking business and and i don't
1: even like to iron things this is for just like us going down and having dinner in the kitchen
2: yeah you must have nobody's even gonna see you must have made it seem like because you're over here complaining about her fucking breakfast sandwich and all these other things you must have made it seem and here's the thing I know, I know I'm, I'm rambling, but here's the thing. I ain't seen Silas do shit for Jasmine. No, not once. And in my relationship, I am the one, my husband's a night owl. So by the time I wake up, I wake up at like five 30 in the morning. He is winding down for the day. So what he does as he winds down for the day is he makes me breakfast. So when I wake up at five 30, there is a hot breakfast on my, on my nightstand. And he's usually in the shower. That is wonderful. But I would never, if it wasn't there, I would never be like, oh, so you're not gonna do your job? You're not gonna do your job. Oh, okay, because I don't know what you think you're doing here. I have never seen Silas do shit for her. He hasn't iron shit. He hasn't brought her a morsel of fucking food. He hasn't done shit for her. So why is she,
1: I don't know. Well, he insane. bought all the dresses in her closet. He made sure to let her know that. That's because
2: she was poor. She didn't have any money. Oh. This is a, like... <laughs> She, according to him, she was wearing rags on the corner when he met her. Like, this, this is terrible. And she is like an indentured servant. And he, and she's like waving at Jordan, like, come over here, be with me. And Jordan's like, they won't catch me, motherfucker. So, like, I just, I think it's so fucking funny that she fucked up these shorts. I know he's got three more pairs, just like it, in a bag. And you're not going anywhere. And he's losing his shit about it.
1: And ultimately, like, what does she do? Maybe, was it burned? Was it just, like, wh- how, how much damage she, could she have done? She put, I think what she did, she put water in it
2: because she's going to use the thing part of it and it got water all over it. And then
1: okay, if,
2: if it dries, it, it gets darker. I, I Just, you could have put them in the washer and it probably would have been fine. Or
1: you could just pick something else or you could wear what the fuck you're wearing right now. Or anything. No, truly, like, who gives a shit? You're just going downstairs. This is not an event. You're not going to the Met Gala. You're not even going to a restaurant.
2: Yeah, You're
1: eat so, food downstairs with your friends.
2: Who gives a yeah, fit? Yeah, and I, but it's not, but again, the reason we don't understand it is because it's not about those shorts. It's about control. It's
1: about, it's about. Well, he's still got the taste of burnt cheese in his mouth. And listen, that's really coloring his opinion. Listen, if you want your
2: stuff done a certain way, that means that you need to do it. That's what it means.
1: Well, he could have but they have a
2: system a dynamic a system that she always makes breakfast because you probably make it so that like every time you pay a bill you're like just paid the electricity bill you didn't bring anything like i i don't think jasmine has any income
1: whatsoever no no (laughs) and i bet it has puts alerts on her phone so, so that she knows when the bills are paid yeah or
2: i think it ha- it probably has a lot to do with the fact that what she seems qualified to do is hospitality so working bars and clubs and shit like that and he doesn't want her to
1: well that's what you and that's what you get that's what you get
2: yeah so now you need to pay the electricity bill by yourself bitch so yeah. i i i don't know it's about power he wants control over her he and i forgot who said this uh maybe it was on twitter maybe it was on the show i'm not sure but someone pointed out that i mean he's like his family's liberian i don't think he is but um he's liberian he comes from an african cultured family you know what i mean and that might have something to do with it because he just sees things differently like but jasmine that's not you i can tell that's not you and you thought you were gonna fit yourself in this little box and now you don't fit in it yeah you gotta listen to a man yell at you um I, that's the end of the sentence a man yell at me
1: that's what I I'm so like <laughs> <laughs> How fucking dare he <laughs> honestly oh god um so after this we see Preston on FaceTime mm-hmm. we meet his boyfriend Donald who he's been dating for like two and a half years he's telling them like basically it's a setup for the rest of the episode they're gonna have a soul food Sunday and he's gonna be hosting a pride party after that so a producer is like, why is it important to celebrate Pride in the house? And he's like, because uh, ain't nobody else gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love that. I love that. I know. Yeah. I want him on the podcast so bad. So Preston, uh, if you hear this, holler at your girl. Um, Preston, come on this show. You're very loved here. You're, you're really the only
2: person that I would ever want to speak to <laughs>
1: <laughs> from this cast. Agreed, agreed um so then nick is like or alex rather is talking to his brother who's named al which i have questions about but they're yeah he said maybe his name is like
2: alton and he goes by al like alex alexander alton almania i
1: don't know i just made that name up but you know what i
2: mean maybe that's something like
1: that it's got to be something but it's alex and al they're he and Nick are planning some party called Lux on the Bluffs. Okay, he's going to be using his song that he's been he recorded three years ago. We'll see how that goes because we never heard it. So three years ago, what happened to it three years ago? Just... right? <laughs> <Just> sitting there <laughs> collecting dust but
2: okay. Yeah, so we're going to blow it off because we're on a reality TV show, blow up the dust and like
1: <laughs> toss in this old gym. Okay. <laughs> so then Jordan FaceTimes with her dad to tell her about the breakdown she had and she's like i'm just frustrated because a guy expressed interest in me and it just like made other people not want to approach me and her dad's like fuck that who's fighting with you girl like and we hear more about jordan and her mother passing when she was 16 and how she kind of like you know she and her dad kind of formed a different bond because she lost her mother he lost his wife and like they're just very close he seems like a very nice man yeah
2: and when Um, you're 16 you think you have all the time in the world with your
1: mom Yeah, absolutely absolutely yeah and it's such a hard time to lose your mom too. Like yep. I can't even imagine. Yep. She's graduating. There's proms and stuff. And I'm sure there's like, I mean, it's all daughters have
2: when they're 16, all kinds of shit with your mom and then she's gone. Yeah. So
1: sad. Yeah. Uh, so then everybody starts prepping for the dinner and, you know, Jasmine's explaining how soul food, you know, like you- black people traditionally would just make the best out of what they had right and you put gold into it and amir's like is that actually the history behind soul food like Shut is that why up it's called here. that Shut up. honey okay i know that you were raised by a lebanese lebanese family i i understand that but i yeah. just feel like you know even like a lot of white people i would think would probably have put two and two together about that well it's not just that he was
2: raised by a lebanese family he has no contact with his father.
1: Um,
2: other people of color can be some of the most racist people towards Black people. I bet that he was also raised, and his father's run off, right? So I bet he was probably raised not to think very highly of Black people, as those tweets have told us. And I, like I said, I live in Austin. There are plenty of Black people here. Not as many as where I'm from, but there are plenty of Black people here. And if Amir... I think Amir said it wrong, right? It's not that Amir has had no access to Blackness. It's that Amir does not, has never felt comfortable accessing his Blackness. That's mm-hmm. what it is. So even though there, I'm sure you went to school of Black kids, I'm sure there, there are plenty of opportunities for this, but you did not take them because you grew up away from your Blackness with a family that probably does not black, like Black people, in areas that had fewer black people and you did not feel comfortable because what if they reject you? What if, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Your, your mom's out here cutting your hair in the fucking shower. I'm sure you looked a fucking mess and mm. black people will not tolerate that. So like, that's the first the first thing we want to talk about is your fucking hairline. So I'm sure like that, that, you know what I mean? I'm sure it was intimidating, right? You have no experience and then you also don't feel like you fit in. And so that leads you to being like, well, if that don't fit in there, then I'm moving as far away as I can, which also leads you to tweeting about Black women in the way that you were.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I mean, I was with him like, okay, if you don't know like the history of Inkwell Beach and Martha's Vineyard, uh, perfectly fair. Like that's reasonable. But like that to not know, like, I don't know, it just seems like pretty easy. It doesn't even seem like something you would really have to think too hard about but yeah has made no
2: effort is what i'm saying is that yeah. like it would never he's never thought about it he's made no effort and i blame his father obviously his father's a piece of shit for that and I, I also what I'm is
1: that yeah, i feel like there are probably fully white people who know that you know <laughs> yeah but i
2: i'm telling you that anytime anything black came up amir probably ran from that like mm-hmm. He would never even have a conversation. It never even occurred to him to have a conversation in which, where the fuck does soul food come from? And part of me is annoyed with Jasmine for doing her Juneteenth celebration uh, speech every five minutes. But then I remember Amir's there and Amir literally doesn't know. Mm -hmm. See, once you put that in context, I guess, you know, Jasmine talking like that is fine. But I, I would be incredibly annoyed that we have to, I don't know, Like, I have to explain plot lines to Martin to him because he didn't see it because (laughs) he didn't have people around him telling him his culture, all right? I mean, if you don't know who Nappy Bede Beat is, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's very hard. Oh,
1: Lord. Um, So yeah, then Nick has a conversation with his girlfriend, Tasia. But wouldn't you know, she happens to be in Africa so far away. We don't know if she's going to make it invite my my girlfriend tasia giving george glass (laughs) but we see her this is the first time we saw her right no this is not the first time we've seen pictures of her before but it's just funny to me i thought
2: she was blacked out in the other pictures when i saw her face i was like whoa
1: (laughs) (laughs) no we definitely saw her it's just funny to me that he's like it's just such a setup like oh suddenly i have a girlfriend and yeah she lives in africa sorry oh my god
2: (laughs) oh my god and i agree with shy and you from last week If She should break up with him as soon as she sees these episodes. This is, he has been doing all kinds of shit. And and she won't know this because she's in fucking Africa and the shit's not airing (laughs) at the time. So now she's going to fly 20 hours to go meet up with a motherfucker who's been lying about her and sending hard eyes to Jordan. Like, I would be so fucking pissed.
1: And mind you, like, this is day 11 of 15. So when is she going to get here? Like, it seems like something that you shouldn't be up in the air about at this point. Seems like you should be confirmed as whether or not she's coming from Africa to Martha's Vineyard. I think she already
2: had those tickets because there's no way he said, come on over. And she bought a ticket from Africa unless she is from a wealthy
1: family that we don't know about because that's expensive. Well, but to me, it's just like, how do you not know if you're going to be there in four days or not? How how is it possible? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's I, I don't gotta, get
2: it. Maybe when she hits American Soul, she's got to walk to Martha's Vineyard and, and he... you know, gets <laughs> in the water. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, like I find him
1: to be so shady. Very, yeah. He's got some explaining to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so Simon gets down. They're having Soul Food Sunday. Simon's wearing something I don't know, but he's having a great time wearing it. Um, Preston <laughs> <Russin laughs> gives a speech about you know pride how it started as a ride the Stonewall and you know then he challenges the guys listen you guys got a five minute drag ta- dance challenge get in there and do something right of course Amir is taking this very seriously like they're about to perform in front of Addie Lee Miller or something and <laughs> they get a name for themselves big time crush which I knew came from Amir because that's a country ba- band right like I feel like only he would have known that maybe maybe I'm pretty sure I've heard that this is a country name because I always think like oh that sounds like a Disney channel yeah you know it sounds like a band that came from oh it sounds like big time rush
2: yeah yeah and they sang that song girlfriend and that's all I know about them yeah I don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know what happened but you know what what Amir should have been worried about is how Simon was ready to eat them the fuck up because Simon in his hand <laughs> pants, shirt he was red tea. Like he had been practicing back in Germany. I was like, he's too enthusiastic. You guys need to be careful with that one.
1: He was so happy to be with them and to hang out with them.
2: Yeah.
1: Do whatever moves he was doing. And He was stretching in his. a
2: corner. No, uh-uh, that, I, too excited. And you know what? As a black person with limited rhythm, all right? I believe Silas should have said his leg hurt and he couldn't do it. <laughs> that's what, because that's what I would have been, I would have fallen right
1: on the ground i been like, oh, I wanted to dance so bad, but I couldn't. <laughs> so- I'm infirmed. My yeah. toe broke. I would have passed out like Lisa Vanderpump and dancing. What if she laid herself down gently on the ground? <laughs> The way that Kim reenacted that in their like little <laughs> movie room with Kyle was so funny. Was so so. That's exactly what I would fucking done. I would have um, <laughs> taken Milo
2: for a walk. I would have done all kinds of things except do this because Silas. Nobody on there is amazing, right? But Silas, you are the worst.
1: Okay. So, I mean, at least Nick could do like a little body roll. He got one going. You know, we're Amir's doing grind with me on the on the. Oh my table God, the man. pool table, yeah. Silas is like, I don't know. I don't know what those moves were. I don't know. I don't know. And and, and you know what? We shouldn't have.
2: We should have expected it because we seen them fuck. So we knew he didn't have it. We really? knew he didn't fucking have it. So bam, bam, uh... bam, bam, bam. bam, bam. <laughs> Dude, he should have done the pops from the Wayans brothers. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> he basically. But you know gone. what? As soon as he did it, we'd have to explain to Amir who the Wayans are. Right. That's what we have to do. And he'd be like,
1: What? <laughs> oh my god. Um, fortunately, like they they did their thing, they did a, their little waterfall dance move. Fortunately, Preston's night was not ruined. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, Simon is having a great time. He's like running to the bed telling Bria, I feel like I've made friends with most of these guys before. Mm-hmm. He's so excited. <laughs> and then we think the night is going to end well until we go over to the Cooper's room while marriage matrimony Cooper is trying to fall asleep. And Silas is like, baby, uh, do you want to circle back and talk about what happened today? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, my pants. That's what I'm talking about. Why do we need to talk about that, Silas? Because I don't think you actually know why I'm mad. What? So then Jasmine says in a confessional... What I thought coming here is that we'd have a romantic getaway with our friends, but I don't really feel connected with the man I fell in love with. So this man keeps going. You messed up my pants and everything you gave me to fix it was minimal. I'm throwing hands. I'm windmilling my way out of that bedroom and whatever (laughs) makes contact is just what makes what the level the depth to which he's upset about this you ruined my pants and then every effort that you made after that was minimal like, what what was she supposed to do right that i don't think i can't think of, what's another thing she could have done besides called an the uber and in? gone to the banana republic in, in town like what did you want yeah i i
2: don't I don't know what to say. And here's the other thing. I'm not a nice person, which people I just called somebody's baby badass. People should know that. And so I had a lot of childhood trauma. And once we start to yet yeah, once we start to get at it, I might say anything. I might call you a ninja turtle without the shell. I might I I might do anything. And so, do not come at me about some fucking pants that I did my best to do that I shouldn't have had to worry about in the first place. I'm not your assistant. I don't dress you, and I'm sitting here trying to do this because I know you won't feed me if I don't do if I don't you know do things for you. And that happened hours ago. We had a whole dance party in between that. Okay. And Hello. and and now you want to come back at me while I'm trying to go to sleep to accuse me of not caring about your pants. Here's a plot twist. I don't give a fuck about your pants, okay? <laughs> and if you bring them up again, I'm gonna punch Still you in your fucking face. Dick,
1: dude. Like, what are you talking about?
2: By the way, I've never had an orgasm with you a day of my life. So I like, I would have like, <laughs> went off because I would have felt like it's at the end of the night, I'm trying to go to sleep. I've been doing my best to like 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 he was like she thinks she's on vacation i am on vacation and but i'm just trying and you have the nerve to come in here and wake me to, like you know i'm about to hit twilight and you about to wake me up out of that to ask uh-huh. me about your fucking pants
1: hello my my melatonin gummy is making its way down to my stomach acid yeah. Leave me alone yeah i would circle like, back like this is not a time to come to circle back with me
2: i would have let him fucking have it and I mean, he might have left and went to sleep with Milo. I don't know. But I'm not, like, I'm not the one. But you know what? Me and Silas would never be together because the moment he no. said, <laughs> I need you to wake up every day and make me breakfast, I would have said, and I got to go because I can't promise to do anything for the rest of my life. I don't fucking know. And here's another thing. They sound like they want to have kids, right? They're the exact type of people to be like, we just got married. We're going to have babies, blah, blah, blah. As soon as you have fucking kids, Jasmine kids actually need you to make them breakfast because they can't and mm-hmm. so so he's going to throw that shit in your face he's gonna be jealous he's gonna be like oh you over there wanting to take care of him because he's crying and i was sad over here well he's oh, six yeah. months old that's mm-hmm. a difference between you and him he's going to like if they're still married next year i would be shocked
1: yeah well, why don't you cut up my pancakes with a pizza cutter huh
2: yeah because you can chew you got teeth <laughs> so that's why I don't worry about you choking and 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 the thing is is that I know a lot of people are calling for them not to be back next year and that's not what I want I want them back next year after they've seen themselves on tv I, I want to see how they adjust especially when people behave badly on tv I know we always are like get them off our tv get them off our tv but here's the thing once they've got the backlash they've seen themselves they need that next season not even redeem themselves but i want to see how that affected you
1: you know Absolutely. i want to say the evolution where are you guys now how, what's the dynamic like is can he make his own breakfast can he hit one minute and then the 30 second button to make his own oatmeal like oh my god what's going on are you so... guys actually thinking about having kids like what's the next stage now that we're a year into the marriage what does that look like for you guys into year two i want to know about this yeah. And a lot of things she's
2: like, they say the first year of marriage is hard. it is hard, but it's not, not this it's way. Not, it's not this way. What it is, is adjusting to like, oh, I live in this place with someone. If you don't live with them and like, we do things differently. Let's talk about how we are going to handle, like all these things are happening in that year that you have to stop and be like, wait, how are we going to handle this? And so you have to work that out then. And once you get into a routine, it's different. I feel like these motherfuckers barely spoke to each other before they got married.
1: No, yeah, because this is like a, a wild dynamic where he's like calling her like you took that tie pin out and that was minimal, and she's like, you know, it's just really easy for you to say that I messed some shit up, like, and then she, okay. thank God, tells him your mentality is really a turn off, because <laughs> it very much is, yeah, and then he has the nerve to be like, my mentality is a turn off, you fucked up my pants because you can't iron, Dale, because you can't fucking iron.
2: And I and I would say, yeah, ironing's not in my skill set because it doesn't matter to me and your pants don't matter to me either. So now, right. what? what are we going to do now? Now that you know, that I don't give a fuck about your pants. What are we going right. to do? Right. I, I also think that like, she's like, uh, I should open the store, you know, so people can hear how you talk to me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they already know how he talks to you.
1: That's if why everybody, <laughs> you yep. know? yep
2: they, they already fucking know and that's another reason like so she says that she's isolated because she's married and stuff i think you're only isolated because they all don't like your man i don't think any of them like them
1: like no, him. i don't like so either I think so I straight up said last week i thought i was just going along with this plan of yours jasmine to like hold up this facade of what you think a marriage should be i thought that's the game we are playing
2: yeah and yeah. i also think jasmine and because of silas is the type of person that when you say hey do you want to get brunch she's like yeah i'm gonna bring silas and i'm like i don't jive with silas
1: Alex i don't
2: <laughs> right and so since you can't bring silas then we do less brunches and we do less hanging out because i don't like silas and i'm not gonna you know i'm respectful enough to i'm not gonna harp on that i'm not gonna make your life harder i'm not gonna like give you shit every time i see you but that means you're gonna see less of me
1: because i don't like him or she'll be the one who'd be like, oh yeah, let's go. And then 45 minutes, or you you've been sitting there for 15 minutes and like Silas, you know, again, he had an emergency with his pants. I need they need to be hemmed. And you what well, you know, what you what you know, but you're
2: never gonna say, is that they had a fucking fight and she was gonna leave. And mm-hmm. that's why she's late and then and then she gets there, the vibes are off because she's mad. She's texting him all day. It's just like when Kale went to that fucking concert and Javi was like. Uh, all of a sudden, I don't care about your son. I'm not picking him up and I'm not watching. I don't give a fuck. And like like, a a boy that I demand call me daddy, all of a sudden he's not mine and I'm going to make it. And like the whole time you're there, I'm going to be texting you, calling you and ruining your time. Mm -hmm. That Silas is a time ruiner, a fun snatcher. Yep. As uh, our great queen um, uh, Trina would say, fun snatcher. That's what he is. (laughs) And so like, I think when Jasmine talks about the outside pressure to her marriage, it's not outside, it's you, it's it's him. It's none of these people care about you being married. None of them.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> not at weird. all. Um, so then they wake up the morning and we're circling back again. He's not finished. Jasmine's <laughs> like sitting on the edge of her bed looking at the phone, right? And he comes out of the bathroom and says, "I need to use your toothbrush because I used mine to clean my pants yesterday." And Jasmine blanks him as she should have, as she should have. I'm not as even she should doing have. this with you. You, you still about these fucking pants? Right. I would have thrown his clothes
2: out the fucking window. It's a wonder I am married because I would have thrown his shit right out the fucking window. I would have been like, "Listen." You're doing too much. You're doing too much. And I'm about to do, I'm about to do domestic violence up in here and you're going to get me arrested. <laughs> so you going to stop bringing up those fucking pants. You bring those pants again. I got these hands for you because the fact that he, this happened the next morning. The fact the the fact that first of all, the pants thing happened before we ate, right? We had a whole night. Then it's time to go to bed. You're still talking about this fucking pants. Then you go to sleep and you wake up and you're still talking about the fucking pants. Right.
1: Because you chose to sacrifice your own toothbrush, which is nasty, by the way, to yeah. rub it onto your khaki. <laughs> like what? You couldn't go downstairs and get a cleaning brush or something like that. Like right. The old that was the only option.
2: They don't have any extra toothbrushes in that Airbnb you're in. Hello.
1: Like
2: I know there's no Seven Eleven. I'm I am i have never been, to Martha's been in Martha's Vineyard, but I I would understand. There's not like a 24 hour you know there's got to be
1: some sort of general
2: store you know it was the daytime oh I shouldn't have to go there listen you're not gonna marry me so you can spend the rest of your life beating yourself up to me and then blame me for everything that went wrong with your life you're not doing that
1: exactly exactly he's so wild ugh you Um, millions of people are watching this show and
2: breaking up their engagements because they're like I will not I will not do this this makes (laughs) the And so it. if you're single out there stay single baby because there might be a Silas out there trying to get you
1: that's what I'm be or, like. or a man in your voicemail doing a whole bunch of voice messages for you yeah. like that's all the options we got you know get but, a cat but...
2: learn how to knit stay home you'll be fine my husband's fun. gonna be like my husband's gonna be like i just felt in the ether that you were talking shit about being married not to you you're uh- good I love you, but if you, he would, my husband would never, because he knows I can get wild. Don't, don't, don't push me like that. Don't do that.
1: I ain't a killer, but don't push me, you know.
2: Yeah, and also all your pants came from Target, so
1: don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to know i brand. We can get you another. Okay. Yeah, we'll
2: get you. I'll, I'll have to deliver it delivered. Calm
1: down. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So it's uh Shanice's last day in Martha's Vineyard. Bye, girl. She wants to come back next season. I hope she does. Um, she's like over the Alex stuff. That that's basically it. Like, can I ask about. you because you're a like, you know, you are an OG,
2: like regular viewer of other summer houses and winter houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is do you think the fact that this is in Martha's Vineyard, they wanted to do it there because of the black significance and it made sense? These people don't live around there. It's right. So in summer house, they all live in New York, right? Or is that right. true? Right. Mm-hmm. No one's flying in to come to Summer House, right? No. Okay, so these guys have to still go to work, and like with the original Summer House, don't they go to don't they go to Summer House on the weekends, and then they go to work the rest of the week?
1: Yeah, like the first few seasons, they're genuinely doing like a weekend share. We're like debating whether or not we should leave late Sunday or like hella early on Monday so that we can get to our desk by nine o'clock. Yeah, like they're okay, definitely grinding.
2: Okay. And so, and this, because this is like, this is not as accessible as the Hamptons. It's, and these people live all over. Mm -hmm. This is, that's not, that's why this is different. Right. Oh, one more thing. Maybe I missed it. So that, uh, blue eyed soul that's in there. Um, (laughs) he lived with Jasmine as roommates and Silas, feels uncomfy about that did they ever like resolve that did i miss that silas wait say that one more time so that dude and jasmine were roommates yes like when jasmine got out out the car so silas didn't like that right he was uncomfy about it he didn't understand it
1: (laughs) he was like trying to be very cool about it but yeah, I mean, I think he was trying to act like he wasn't, but he was. You like, I'm I'm trying to give him a fair chance, you know. Yeah. Cuz usually right. as a man, you know, there's a straight man in her life. You take might take that as a threat. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues
2: like like i just silas is the type of person that thinks that men and women can't be friends 100 percent, and that once you get married you're no longer allowed anybody that was your friend of the opposite sex before you're no longer allowed to have contact with them which is what pissed me off if i was your friend you know
1: yeah he also seems to have no interest in trying to get to know his wife's friends which seems like something that you would be interested in if you're going to be spending two weeks with them you know
2: i'm really pissed mariah's not there okay because yeah. i feel like mariah would share. because i think mariah and jasmine are the closest right and i think she would have a lot to say about some of this stuff and we mm-hmm. get some tea i mean not that i listen listen i've been black all my life i've been around black people all my life unlike amir and i know that you don't show up somewhere with a bunch of black people and a dog without asking first because about
1: oh you know what that actually reminded me that i think bria said in an interview that they did know that a dog was gonna be there mm -hmm. they just didn't know who was bringing it so production new or jasmine and Hmm, that's interesting extension production yeah
2: that's I, I just saw that
1: in passing so i i can't like verbatim uh, say all right
2: but you know it doesn't surprise me because silas and jasmine play too fucking much anyway i don't even like bria and the way they fucking treated her with the simon shit i was like y'all have lost y'all fucking mind she mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> said something to you now maybe you were drunk on your love maybe you're drunk in love i don't know but she said the shit and you said we're excited that's exactly yeah. what you fucking said 100 so
1: why y'all trying to play now yeah and also, it is, it is, you know, I mean, they it, did say that. like, <laughs> Yeah. So, but anyway, like
2: I wish that Mariah, I mean, I was, obviously some shit happened. Mariah was very activated and there are lots of people. I'm not one of them. I love my dogs, but there are lots of people who are like, dogs don't belong on beds. Dogs don't belong. There are people who think dogs don't belong inside
1: mm-hmm. and
2: that if you're something of mine touches something of yours that your dog touched that makes it dirty. Yeah. there are of people like that, but I really wish Mariah had been given the chance and accepted the chance to say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have like been physical at all with you. So, so that she could have stayed because I think she would have brought a lot to this dynamic over here because she sees Jasmine the most out of everybody. Right. And yeah. So how many episodes do
1: we have left? Um, Next week's the finale. Okay. Yeah. All right. Seems pretty explosive. Seems pretty explosive.
2: Um oh, yeah. what's the preview? Because I'm watching it on Peacock. I never I didn't see the preview.
1: Uh I'll tell you in a second. So right. we at the very end of this episode, Jason's like checking in with Jasmine and she's telling him about how Silas like went in on her. And Jason's just like trying to sermonize to her, like, you know, y'all you have different ideas of what a wife should be what a husband should be. You guys just need to come together and find a happy medium. And Jasmine's like, I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, so she yeah. starts making his breakfast. Oh my she god. Goes up. Here you go, my king. Here's a breakfast bowl. And she's in the closet organizing.
2: She doesn't even eat these breakfasts, right? I didn't see her. She doesn't eat breakfast. I have a feeling she doesn't eat breakfast. So she goes down to make breakfast for him.
1: Yeah. Oh my fucking god! Like with potatoes, you know, which take a long time to cook. Yeah, those breakfast potatoes. I mean, they're delicious though. They're so so. good, but they take a long time. And so she's like, when she comes out, she sees that he hasn't finished his breakfast bowl, and -hmm. she goes, "Okay, I I take it you're not gonna finish that." And he's like, "Oh, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm just not really good with like like bread, potatoes, and she's like, "That's those are two different things." He's like, "Well, starches, you know, like I just don't like to consume a lot of starches." I can't take them in large doses.
2: Oh my God. I thought he was about to start talking about his diet and there's nothing more boring than explain to me what the fuck you eat. Like, (laughs) like, and what you want, especially those, the type of person, like, you know, that he's like two steps from starting a CrossFit gym. You know what I mean? Like the type of person that tells like that, most of what they are going to tell you is stuff they don't
1: eat so then you have to be so like, like okay. she knows his diet she's making him breakfast he's just honestly shooting himself in the foot or what do you what do you call it like cutting your nose to spite your face basically right. two weeks ago he would have eaten that and now he's yeah, mad at her so he's not it, baby this is the best breakfast ever oh man uh, my wife fire blah blah post- did i buy these potatoes, potatoes. Yeah, yeah
2: i bought these potatoes i'm the only person in here who have a
1: job but yeah 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 hey, hey. <laughs> And then Jasmine says in a confessional, everybody says that the first year of marriage is hard, but I question if Silas and I have that thing that will stand the test of time. What, respect? You don't. No, no. And is this, like food is love to me. Food is love. Like when
2: I make you food and when I give it to you, I am putting love into that. Not to be corny, but like I'm caring for you. So if I make you something and you don't love it, fine. But you don't talk to me like, Fuck your fuck your breakfast. You I what you do is you wait till I go to the bathroom, you put some of that shit in the trash can, you act like you got too full. That's what you do because you care about my feelings. Well, and he yeah, was basically. But it's like- not
1: even about his diet. It's about him wanting to be an asshole and stick it to her yants again. Because she didn't want to circle back on the khakis last night. She didn't want to circle back on the toothbrush. This is a spite refute diet. This is a spite yeah. diet that he's just making up in the mornings i can't have i can't handle too much starch oh no you shut up bitch shut up yeah shut up yeah i and, and this is like okay fine if you don't like it like that sucks but you do like it you're just intentionally being difficult
2: mm. that's true
1: and you're trying to you're trying to kind of bring her
2: down yeah kind of teach her a lesson like okay. and also your breakfast sucks and you're not good at ironing and you're not good at this and you're not good at that and and what what it why do you want to do that so she can be small enough for you to scoop her up and put her in your pocket
1: he wants to start a fight with her so that he can keep going in about these damn khakis oh, that's God. all it is it's so immature he just is trying to get her activated and that's why at the very end she takes that bowl but before she leaves she puts that bowl down and just stares at him and mm-hmm. he's like darting his size back and forth because he knows he's gone too far yeah you know
2: so fucking lately and she's lucky he's lucky she's not those old school women because you know they're always talking about oh my people aren't like my they're not they don't make women like my grandmothers anymore your grandmothers threw hot grits on men that they did shit they Hell shot yeah. men and you're lucky because i would have thrown that shit right on
1: you you, you... hello there would have been <laughs> potatoes running down that window behind us yeah, yeah now see if you can get that stain out your khakis because sure. i <laughs> Search this Search this I, so rude and
2: And the other thing is like, he really expects, Silas isn't wrong in this thought, by the way. Successful men always have a wife, almost always have a wife, very few exceptions because you need someone, men need women very much, very, very much so. They need a person to do those, like, to take care of your home. Like, If you are a very successful man, you have a woman behind you doing all this shit. Great, man. Mm -hmm. So, So you can be out here, Giving TED talks and talking about how you have so much time in the day, right. but so he needs Jasmine. What and Jasmine it's also doesn't know a, is she a doesn't marker need
1: him. of success for him. You know, it's a yes.
2: I have a family and a wife and yeah. a house. And he kind of like acquired Jasmine. That's what it feels like.
1: I think that's how he feels.
2: Yeah, and also I don't think he makes enough money to be acting this way girl because i'm thinking like what are you making like 110 yeah what like not to not to be like you know that's not a lot of money babe That's, it's really not
1: and i he's it's acting really like acting like you're elon like you're not she's not lauren sanchez bitch you know like no <laughs> he's he's acting like
2: he just got a you know a 60 million contract with the fucking Orlando Jazz or whatever. And right. and now they just got married. So, she, and he just picked her out of a strip club. He really is acting like he's way up there and mm. she's way down there. And you guys, there's not much difference between the two of you. Yes, she was living in a car. Okay, 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 okay. But.
1: I mean, there's a lot of men in New York who make just over a hundred thousand dollars yes you're you you, that special you think do they live in the city do you when they say I, they live in new york i they really live. want to know where they live i feel like you live in jersey and they say and you know what i mean well, that's what i said i'm but i'm thinking maybe brook maybe they live in like fort green or something okay okay but they definitely live in the tri-state area because they're always in some restaurant in manhattan yeah but i feel like they're
2: Bridge and tunnel people i just i feel like they live in yeah. long island or something i, I feel I, cool. I, I, so yeah, so I'm just saying his hundred ten thousand isn't happening in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay, so calm down. And I just don't think he 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 really thinks he's so much better than her. And I just don't think that's true. No, <laughs> and <laughs> of course it's not true. Have you seen him? <laughs> yeah, like he's really lucky to get Jasmine. He's he's lucky any woman wants to make him breakfast at all. He should be on his fucking knees. But here's the other thing: if her. I, Listen, I'm just gonna say, I think her pilot's probably bad. That's that's a true just just from looking at her. Yeah, and, um, yeah. I don't think she's, funny. she's not funny. Yeah, I don't think she's funny, <laughs> and I don't think that she's got it, but fine. But if it ever got picked up and she actually got successful, I think Silas would try to sabotage her regularly.
1: Oh, so I was thinking, I was having the same thought like, if she got a job, this would be a classic. Housewives situation mm. where I'm making good income, I don't need him. I'm out here doing appearances and like people are appreciating me for me. You are talking about Alexis from Real Housewives of OC, exactly, and and many after her. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, you're talking about yeah, Portia I, I, and Cordell.
2: I, you're talking about all kinds right? of things. Yeah,
1: right, right, exactly. I, I think this is an inevitability.
2: Yeah.
1: And thank Which God is God. why I want them to
2: come back because I want to see it happen.
1: Exactly. Exactly, you guys. I want to
2: start t- selling flat tummy tea, and those checks, <laughs> and then him be like, where's my breakfast? And she'd be like, pay somebody to make your breakfast, bitch. I was like, I, I want to see
1: exactly. it. Too. Exactly. You better go on to Uber One savings. Yes. Um, So the premiere, or the, the preview for next week, it really looked quite traumatic and of course now that I'm about to tell you it just completely went out of my brain <laughs> I don't know anything um but there was a lot of yelling there was a lot of Silas getting turned up at one point mm. um yeah there there was definitely like a screaming match or two that happens it looked pretty serious is it with Jasmine or somebody else I think it was with Jasmine and Silas
2: hmm all right, maybe yeah. she will call him a bitch next week. I'm I'm here for it. Here's so <laughs> open. I I'm like I'm just it's so hard to watch someone down bad like this. This reminds me of Yolanda Hadid and David Foster and like I'm like and she's like David, my love, over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she gets sick, he's like, I gotta go. Like <laughs> like. And he's done that over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Like, I always say, Catherine McPhee, please go to your doctor visits. Please get your vaccinations. And don't trip and fall because he's going to leave you as soon as you, like, it's so, it's Tamara and Simon. It's so much, like, it's activating me. I'm going to call my husband after this and I'm going to tell him, don't he ever say the word khaki to me, ever. (laughs) Get him out your wardrobe, get him out your vocabulary because I, don't say it because I will, I've now been traumatized and it's going to be like, you know, like the Manchurian candidate where you say, a, where you say like the phrase and the person just starts fighting. That's what's going to happen. I'm just going to start windmilling and shit. Cause you say can Right. So.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's so, he's so sick. He's such a sick bitch. Yeah. Um, Princess, tell everybody where they can listen to your podcast. Well,
2: what you can do. And you can search around in your little podcast app for Buy Pumpkin 1P. And what it is, is a reality rewind niche podcast. I just go back into the archives and pull out random shit and talk about it. Right now I'm doing real world Vegas um, with another person that looks like a Ninja Turtle without a shell, Alton. And I am, you know, I just have a good time. If you liked the bold statements I was making here, which I don't remember nothing I fucking said, so please don't at me because I'll be like I never said that. <laughs> I was like I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> but if you like those, so I, I have more of them. I a new episode comes out every Sunday. I plan to have Miss Kara on because me and Kara are going to talk about. I want to talk about um, College Hill. I want to talk about you know the Puerto Rican princess and how she fights everyone i want to talk about how reggie got to be such a such a wild animal or a clown he's just like the biggest clown in america
1: oh we can get into it for sure we're gonna talk talk
2: about it you and me and so i so now that i've let you know that
1: just be on the lookout for that text okay noted i would (laughs) like to just leave us with this because i know that you would be just tell me what you think about this um silas proposed to jasmine um, at one of the Union Square markets. Come on. Come on. Like, come on. Stand up,
2: Jasmine. Get up. You girl, you're down. Stand up because this man. But you know what? I'm not going to blame Jasmine because if the wolf was at the door, if the rent was due. And this man told me that he had a two-bedroom apartment I could stay in there. I might go to. I might do it too. So I'm not gonna blame her. I'm not gonna do it. But I just really hope that she uses opportunity to, you know, sell some shit online, get your like a lash collection. I don't know, do something and get some money and move the fuck out, baby. Move out.
1: Well, only time will tell. Only time will tell. You guys thank you so much for listening thank princess for speaking <laughs> and